Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, Eleanor here. And this is Jeffrey. Have you visited our website recently? It's unwellpodcast.com. I wanted to remind you that this is the hub that we use to collect all things unwell in one place. We have transcripts to every episode in case you want to read along or double check something you heard. There is info about our cast and crew. You can find information about how to support us on Patreon, and you can check out our merch store. And you can find links to our advertisers. As an independently produced show, we rely on our listeners to help us succeed. Whether that is supporting us on Patreon or simply telling a friend about the show, your support makes all this possible. So, that website one more time, unwellpodcast.com. So, how many fingers am I holding up? Ha! Trick question. You don't have fingers. You have the spectral representation of fingers. Rudy. Three. I see three. No, four. Definitely four. It's three. Oops. Sing something for me. Huh? Anything. You look like a celery soda. Fried and crispy, and why are you making me sing right now? Because you might have a concussion, and you should stay awake until we can figure out how to help you. A what? A concussion. I have a concussion? Possibly. That's a stupid thing to have. Why would I have that? I've had a concussion before, and it's stupid. Never again. Is it fractured? I don't know. Is it bleeding? A little. Might be fractured, which would be bad. I'm guessing. 
neither you nor I are that kind of doctor. I fell, right? Am I remembering that right? I was on the platform, and then, and then... What do you remember? We were installing the lens. That was before? It was? We installed the lens yesterday. Do you remember that? Yes, that sounds familiar. Right after Chester delivered the lens. That was the day before. I'm very confused. I apologize. I'm not quite myself right now. I have been told I might have a concussion. Maybe... Hold on. Maybe I can help you. Tell me if this sounds familiar. I have some paperwork I need you to sign. Those kids who nailed together a couple of boards and upgrades and sticks and glue on them. That one. That one there. Play back more of that one. I should thank you. Am I thank you yet? It's been a good long spell since I've had the chance to repair something, you know? Uh, to really get my hands into some machinery. Those kids who nailed together a couple of boards and apple crates and stick some wheels on them so they can ride them down a hill at the park? That was me. I was one of those kids. For a while, I thought maybe I'd get a job in a garage. Like, that could be a career for me. But the thing about a garage, at least the thing about the garages where I grew up, the thing about those garages is that they're full of the sorts of men you expect to find in a garage. So the one summer I'm working there, trying to learn everything I can, but could I please get through one stupid oil change without having to listen to Paul tell me what he'd like to do to Miss July? That summer clarified a lot for me. New school year started and I said, Mom, Dad, I'm going to college. That was better for you? Sure. Although that was also, can I please get through co-writing this paper on the path of Inca's Comet without having to listen to Dr. Audrey tell me what he'd like to do to the new grad assistant? Dr. Audrey. Sounds familiar. Sure he does. There's literally no field of study you can pursue where men will not utterly suck. Sometimes, for example, they will talk for ten minutes straight without letting a woman in the room get a word in Edgewise. Sorry about that. You talk for a while. Tell me something about yourself. I'm the restless spirit of a woman from the early 1900s who keeps an extensive archive of echoes. That I knew. Who were you before that? Will that help you fix my telescope? No. Then I don't see how it's relevant. For heaven's sake, I've been working with you on this for a month, and I feel like all I know about your surface details and engineering specs. You've over-tightened the screw two inches to your left. Oh, fine, Nora. Be that way. You know, this would have been a lot easier if you'd put anything on paper. I didn't need to. In my mind, I saw everything about the design perfectly. And the only reason we're able to put that design together now is because you were fortunate enough to return from the dead. I didn't put anything on paper because it's mine. Because the telescope is mine. Because if any man could build it himself using my drawings, then he would have. And then it wouldn't have been mine anymore. Perhaps that's not something you can comprehend, Rudy. No, I get that. I've waited for nearly four times my natural life to see this telescope operating again. I can barely recall who I was before. It's meaningless to me. Uh, think about how small small talk might seem to you if you were in my position. Yeah. Gotcha. Message received. Secondary mirrors in place now. 
We just need that last lens you had me order. When will that arrive? The tracking says it should have been here already. What? Knock, knock. Excuse me, I'm looking for the Mount Absalom Observatory. Mr. Warren! <laughs> no observatory here yet, I'm afraid, but we're... But it's getting there. A few more small adjustments and some parts, and this place could be back in business. That's precisely what I'm here about, Dr. Peltham. Rudy, sorry, Rudy. There's a very expensive package that arrived for you at the Mount Absalom Post Office. Seems like it's marked very fragile, except in, uh, looks like it's Chinese. Cantonese, probably. I had to custom order a lens, and I found a manufacturer in Hong Kong willing to do it quick for the cost. Thanks for telling me. I suppose I should go pick that up. No need. No need. I brought it with me. You did? Huh. I didn't realize you also delivered mail around here. Lily told me you seem to have an absurd number of jobs. You don't know the half of it. But in fact, no, this isn't one of them. This is deputy mayor business. I have some paperwork you need to sign. Oh, sure. Because it's important. No, because it's for the telescope. As I'm certain you understand, Mount Absalom has a vested interest in the observatory. I know. You told me that when I applied for the grant. No, when you applied for the grant, that was about the historical society's interests in preservation. I'm talking about the town's interest in upkeep and use. Ah. So I just need you to sign a few forms. And then I can have my lens? Absolutely. Let's start with a fun one. This states that the town of Mount Absalom recognizes you as an authorized individual in terms of observatory stewardship. Basically what you've been doing already, but now it's official. Sign there. This says you won't use the grounds of the observatory to operate a bar, brewery, distillery, hydroponic garden, exotic dance establishment, or methamphetamine lab. Uh, fair. This one says you won't use the observatory to provide daycare services. Oh no, where is there? Or doggy daycare. Same. This is... Oh, right. This one is your statement confirming you believe the Earth is a spherical planet and that it orbits the sun. I really have to... Yes, you really have to. And finally, the death ray disclaimer. Excuse me? Yeah, okay. So, we had a mayor in the 1950s who, for some reason, was afraid somebody might try to turn the telescope into a death ray, and he convinced the town council that we needed to pass a resolution condemning any attempt to make the telescope into a death ray, and part of that resolution is that anybody who does work in the observatory has to sign this piece of paper promising they won't turn the telescope into a death ray. So, would you please just sign this, and we'll put it in a folder with the other ones and never speak of it again. I don't mean to condescend to your small-town values, Mr. Warren, but you do seem to have a lot of odd, useless laws on your books. I'm aware. I imagine you've gotten some grief about it. A bit. Abby Douglas sends me a voicemail whenever they find a new one. You know, there's an easy way... I don't think you understand how hard it is to repeal a law, Rudy, even the ones that make very little sense at all. Like your brothel law. Heh. <laughs> Walked right into that, didn't I? Some map. That's county, not town. Still. It's complicated. You're the mayor's aide. Deputy mayor, in fact. Is that right? I've been promoted as of six days ago. Good for you. Even better, in fact. You have his ear. Talk to him. Dot doesn't deserve this. She's a backbone of this town, isn't she? She is. Nobody disagrees with that. Well, as my chiropractor always says, you gotta take care of your backbone.
I'm in charge of a lot of other uh, bones in this town. I have to think about what's best for the whole skeleton. If that's the case, Dr. Warren, your bedside manner leaves much to be desired. I'm very confused by this metaphor. Abby told us about this town's history with Fenwood. Four separate attempts to use eminent domain. And now, this thing with the brothel law? I don't write the statutes. You sure seem to enjoy enforcing them. Let it go, Chester. That's all I'm asking you. You're welcome to keep asking, Rudy. I'm well within my rights to keep ignoring you. So it goes. I'll get your lens, Dr. Pelham. Somehow, it's worse hearing him played back than it is hearing him live and in person. He is a petty little man. His echoes remind me of what paper guts used to feel like. My head hurts. I know. I'm sorry. Don't be sorry. Not your fault. My head hurts. Maybe I should close my eyes for a moment. Don't! Rudy, do not go to... Tell me... Tell me what you remember about this evening. You remember how we installed the lens, correct? Vaguely? It took us some time. Yeah, longer than expected. You had to tell me how to configure the pieces of the mount around the lens. And that's a... Hours? I feel like hours. And then the rest of today, that was more instructions on on angle and, and orientation of the way you said the lens had to fit inside the casing. Very frustrating. I could have done it myself. I would have. You lack my hands. Both of us lack my hands. How long ago did we finish that? 30 minutes. I suggested a toast, I think. Feels like maybe we ought to do something, doesn't it? Such as? A speech. A toast. Breaking a bottle of champagne against it. That would damage the instrument. No, I know that. What a curious suggestion. I'm not being serious. But this feels like a momentous occasion. And it's bad luck to let a momentous occasion pass without marking it in some way. Bad luck? All this time I thought you were a scientist. I am. Bad luck, you say. I'm allowed to believe in luck. Luck, fate... Random chance. Also, coincidences, superstitions, and happenstance. You feel these belong in the sphere of science? I exclude nothing until absolutely required. And I can't believe I have to argue about the possibilities of the unknown and immeasurable with a ghost. I grew up being taught by my parents about the concepts of karma, moksha, and samsara. And I still didn't believe in the idea of ghosts until I became one. I did believe in ghosts before I met one. I don't think it cost me anything, and it turned out I was right. A speech. Or a toast. It's your design. You should do the honors. I, that is, I don't have the words for this. I never have the words, not when I needed them. I wanted my work to be my words. But then this would be why my name slipped into the fog. Because my book would not speak for me if I could not speak for myself. Hey, it's okay. Hold on a moment. With these bottles of celery soda, I hereby and proudly announce the resurrection of the Mount Absalom Observatory Telescope. A model first designed by Nora... Huh. I still don't have your last name. It's Tendulkar. To the Nora Tendulkar design of the Mount Absalom Observatory Telescope. 
Dental guard Beltham. That's what it should be. I absolutely refuse to accept that honor. Oh, now I regret that it's just the two of us. We ought to have invited the Fenwood folks. Dot would have enjoyed this. Probably Lily. Definitely her girlfriend. Wes. Wes would be all over this. Which one is Wes? The kid who came over with Dot that one time? Come to think of it, he was here the day you and I met. Yes, the anomaly. Sorry? There's something not quite right about that one. He's a teenager. It's a transition period. They're always a bit off. That's not what I meant. I've met teenagers before. They sneak into the observatory on their dates. I mean that your friend, Wes, I mean that I don't have any of his echoes. You don't? His voice couldn't be archived. I don't know why. He speaks and his words evaporate. An anomaly. This town. <laughs> this town! <laughs> I get it now! Get what? Something I overheard the other day at the house. Something I thought sounded like Wes's gravestone. But then Lily says to me very unconvincingly, Uh, no, Rudy, I said, uh, west of Gladstone. Like Gladstone Avenue. And now you tell me about his echoes? It's obvious, isn't it? What is? Wes is also a ghost. <laughs> and not the same kind of ghost as you, of course. But who says there has to be one kind of ghost, right? Okay. Back to the telescope. Wait. You're just... You're just dropping it? Just like that? Of course I'm not dropping it. That's why I wrote it down. But one mystery at a time is my credo. All right. Now, what should we look at first, do you think? Start with something simple. The moon. Maybe not our moon. I've always meant to take a closer look at the volcanoes on Io. Or do we just go nuts and check out the deep sky first? The Swan Nebula, say, or the Hercules Cluster? Perhaps Omega Centauri? Oh, I dig that. Classic. Ptolemy's Cluster. The star on the horse's back. That's right. That's what he called it. And you probably wouldn't know about this. It's a recent thing. But there's been some debate as to whether or not there's a black hole in the center of it. So, let's say you and I try to settle it once and for all, hmm? That sounds enjoyable. Doesn't it, though? Okay, so I think I should be able to see it and just the focus bit. This is... Remarkable, Nora. I'm not sure how you're getting this level of clarity and detail with the size of the aperture. I'll be honest with you, I think it would take me a decade to even come close to achieving this. Thank you, Rudy. And you did this intuitively. I should have, everybody should have known your name before now. I'm going to make certain that gets corrected. And hey, lucky you. Most people who get discovered after they die never get to find out about it. Rudy, I think you should... What's that sound? Rudy? You hear that, right? Rudy, step away from... Are you doing that? Rudy, step away! What do you remember? I don't... exactly... a sort of vibration? Did you see anything? Through the telescope? Or anywhere else? See anything? Light or color? 
The hairs on my arms were all on end. Rudy, this is important. What did you see? Nora? Was there a planet you were looking at? A star? A black hole, like you said? Nora, these sound like interview questions. Like... like research. Did your telescope do something to you? Rudy, listen, I didn't... Did your telescope do something to me? Something that it did to you? How did you die, Nora Tendulkar? I don't... I didn't remember. I was... I was looking through the telescope at, at Omega Centauri. There was a sound, that sound we heard. That loud snap like a lightning strike. I remember my blood rushing around the edges of my skin like it was looking for places to hide. Everything went gold, then blue, then white. And suddenly I was standing in another part of the observatory, but I could see my body. My body was still leaning against the telescope. Oh my god. Oh my god. So, Nora, to clarify for me, did you just try to recreate a lab accident? I needed to know. And I was your first chance to try it. Nobody before me ever helped you get this far. I stopped you. I warned you right before it so it didn't... Whatever it was, it didn't hit you the same way it hit me. Right. It just knocked me down a metal staircase and broke my skull against a concrete floor. And now maybe I'll die anyway. Just not as quickly as you. I didn't know it would do that. No, of course you didn't. That's why you ran the experiment. <sighs> I'm not even sure I can stay mad at you about it. That's funny, right? I should be furious. But I can't help admiring it. Wandering astronomer killed by mysterious lightning strike in abandoned observatory during science experiment conducted by century-old ghost. That's much better than burning to death in a motor oil fire. Or however it is auto mechanics die. You promise me that you will tell whoever finds my body exactly how I died. Rudy, you'll be fine. Stay awake. Somebody will come. Dot, Abby, Chester, somebody. Wes. It's nearly midnight. I can't reach my phone. I can push it to you. Can you open my bag? I can barely keep my eyes open, Nora. I'm done. It was nice to meet you. I wish I knew you better. My father was a navigator. He was a navigator on a cargo ship that would go back and forth across the Atlantic from Liverpool to Boston. When I was two or three, I, I don't remember. He got permission to bring me, my mother, and my older sister with him on the voyage. When the ship landed in port, he resigned his commission and we settled into a small house in Cambridge. He liked that there was a Cambridge in America as well as in England. He said it felt like we'd moved to another side of a coin instead of another side of an ocean. Are you still with me, Rudy? Cambridge, you were three coins that oceans. They were always fighting. My mother and father always fighting at each other for what 
sounded like different things, but I knew. I knew it was the same thing. She hated him for bringing us. I don't think she ever forgave him. But I remember one night, one night I'd had enough of listening to them. I crawled out of my window and I started walking. Rudy, stay awake. I started walking without any place in mind. The streets of Boston in the late evening, a girl of 13. You're right, Rudy, I should believe in luck. I walked for hours, east towards the harbor. I ended up on the shore near Fort Independence. Across the harbor, I could see the new lighthouse they built on Deer Island. Saw the beam cutting through the mist over the water. I looked up and there was a space in the clouds. I saw the stars through the space in the clouds and I wondered, I, I wondered if they were lighthouses as well. I wondered if they were placed there to guide us into port someday. I wondered if this, if the planet beneath us, was supposed to be our home or simply another point on a journey. A girl of 13. A girl of 13 and her foolish ideas. But they followed me home that night, Rudy. They made me ask how to focus light through a lens and a mirror and how to map the light that we could see from where we stood on Earth. Those ideas stayed with me my whole life. I died, and they still stayed with me. I needed to know. I've always needed to know. I shouldn't have needed to know this much. Rudy? Rudy? That sounded like an apology to me. I accept it. You shouldn't wait to tell stories like that, Nora. It's lovely, and it's familiar. Not mine exactly, but close enough. I think most astronomers have something like it. Tell me yours. Some other time. Huh. What is it? Lightning strike. You called it, like, a lightning strike, didn't you? You aimed the telescope at Omega Centauri, and something like a lightning strike killed you. Yes. Nora. Dr. Calcum! It's Hazel, from the library. I overheard on the radio that there was some odd seismic activity in this area, and thought I should check on... Oh my goodness. Uh, Dr. Peltham? Rudy, please. What happened? Uh, you're bleeding buckets from your head. Lie still. I think you might have a, a concussion. concussion. Yes, I figured that one out. Did you fall down the stairs? Something like that. It's okay. You're okay. This looks bad, but we can get you help. Wait here. Sure thing. Chester? Alden? Get in here. Dr. Peltham's been injured. Nora, listen to me. Lightning strikes. What happened? Fell down the stairs, looks like... Dr. Peltham, you know Chester, and this is Alden. He's another member of the Delphic Order. They're going to take you to the hospital. Take him to the one in Julian. I don't know if that's in my network. Don't you worry about it. You're working for us, Dr. Peltham, and we look after our own. Lightning strikes sometimes occur from the ground up. What was that? Nora. Hazel. It's Hazel. Nora, listen to me. Lightning strikes can occur from the ground up. 
Do you understand me, Nora? He's in bad shape. Tell them they need to look. Alden, you get the other... And lift. Look underneath. Dr. Pelham. Alden, you speed if you have to. If the police try to pull you over, tell them you're on Delphic business. They're going to be right as rain. I'm sure you want to finish up your work here as soon as possible, but the observatory's just a building. It'll still be here. You give that noggin of yours all the time it needs to recover, all right? All right. How are you going to... I'll have Joanne come get me. Get going! Don't look... Yes! Yes! We all heard you. Nora. That's what he called you, isn't it? My name is Hazel. I'm from the Delphic Order. We manage this observatory. I don't know what you are, exactly. I'm sure I could use a word for it, but I don't know if that word would be accurate. I also don't know what you've been saying to Dr. Peltham. The device we left here doesn't seem to pick you up, and I don't have a single clue as to why. Whatever you are, Nora, don't get in our way. 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 Huh. Very well then. This episode features Anuja Vedya as Nora Tendulkar, Joshua K. Harris as Rudy, Pat King as Chester, Krista D'Agostino as Hazel. Written by Bilal Dardai. Sound design by Ryan Sheely. Directed by Jeffrey Nils Gardner. Music composed by Stephen Poon. Recording engineer, Mel Reuter. Unwell lead sound designer, Ryan Sheely. Executive producers, Eleanor Hyde and Jeffrey Nils Gardner. By Heartlife NFP. Supporting producers, Steve Diamond, Bill Gardner, Calico Davis, Adam Goodman, Nick Keenan, Aurora Natalini, and Caitlin White. Heartlife wishes to acknowledge that the land where we live, work, and tell our stories is occupied land. Unwell takes place in southern Ohio, which is the territory of the Miami people. Unwell is produced in Chicago, Illinois, which is the territory of the Peoria, the Potawatomi, and the Miami peoples. 17-year-old part-time janitor of the new observatory, Ezra Cartwright, was the first person to discover Nora Tendulkar's body. Later, as mayor, Ezra would push through a number of death ray ordinances to protect the people of Mount Absalom from any similar occurrences. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. So now what am I supposed to believe? Is any of this for real?
Well, it looks to me like you're trying to hide. Yeah, my mom always said don't trust anybody. Maybe they'd want to know where you're hiding out tonight. To Thank you for returning my license, Joseph. That ding-dang detector pulled you. But she was married, you know. Stop being a little prick. Do you have your doubts? All right, kids. Say goodbye to Uncle Joseph. I'll handle it. Whoa, whoa, whoa there, buddy. Just saying how sorry we are to hear about your parents. Why is she talking about you having a mustache? You want to take a walk? Three complete seasons of Dirt, an audio drama, are now available to binge wherever you listen to podcasts or at dirtaudiodrama.com.